stay in close contact with your team and don't hesitate to contact other people. We are going to give priority on things that are needed in this time. A lot of new retailers are joining the platform. Gives me a little bit more pressure. That's completely different. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bol.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you. Speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Hope you're all doing well in these strange days. Corona rules the world and it also affects our podcasts. No, we're not ill or something, but just like others, we moved to working from home. So from studio recording to home recording. Uh, we have uh, created a trilogy for you where we have three episodes on the subject on how Corona affects working at, uh, at Bol.com and especially on our tech department. So in the first um, episode, we'll talk about office automation, how to create the prerequisites for working from home. We take a peek behind the screens of how these uh, heroes of office automation created a yeah, very good experience for us to work from home at Bol.com. In the second, we talk about season load. And what are the consequences of the corona measures on our e-commerce platform and IT systems? How does it affect them and what does it look like to keep them running nowadays? And in the third one, uh, yeah, we, exp- uh, we look into our way of working how we moved from basically working in one office to working into 2000 offices. And how do our 600 people in tech uh, adapt to this new reality? Yes, so um, being an online business, people moving from offline to online for an additional part of their shopping. And what happens to an e-commerce site like Bol.com? That's what we, uh, uh, we are wondering about. And we even see uh, organizations like, like thuiswinkel.org, which is a Dutch organization focusing on the, all the e-commerce sites that do requests like, okay, not start sale till the 1st of July. Why? Because of the e-commerce sites and the, the chain, uh, the logistics chains are kind of overloaded. So we talk with uh, two guests of uh, uh, yeah, this, uh, this part of the show uh, about yeah, kind of uh, these, these kind of consequences. So time to introduce. Yeah, so we have uh, Michel Baas, he's a service delivery manager and uh, in the for the last season he was involved in uh, yeah, getting all the services uh, to a level where they can actually perform uh, under a load similar to what we're experiencing nowadays. And the same, same goes for uh, Rob Klein-Gudewijk, who is a site reliability engineer, but he is uh, handling the part from uh, that perspective. So yeah, welcome. What, welcome, Thank and Thank you. can you describe uh, yeah what's happening to our site compared to, for example, uh, a peak season, and uh, yeah, what what are we experiencing now there? Um, well, we see more load on our systems, um, not only from customers in terms of visit to the webshop, but also from retailers being more active, uh, updating their offers, and um, new retailers joining the platform. Uh, but what we see in visits is that. Um, it's not the same peak as we had last season, you know, our holiday season, but the load is more spread over the day. And um, yeah, that's what we see from a, a load perspective. And uh, fortunately, we can handle that load uh, because um, um, usually we don't scale down after our holiday season. So uh, that's the good part. 
so yeah, that's what we see. So there's there's um, uh, there's similar traffic, but it's more spread over the day, and also on the retailer part where where they offer stuff on our platform, there's more activity compared to the peak season. Yes, yeah. Well, I'm not sure if it's really more, but we see that it's a lot more than we expected, and uh, etc. Hey, and in the end of the the first week of uh, working from home, uh, we um, we actually shout out. To the or, or requested to the to the tech community in Bolletcom uh, to uh, to move into the season mindset. Can you explain why we did that, uh, Michel? Yeah, what we see is that uh, we had more load, uh, but in combination with working from home, we see that it's more difficult to find each other. And um, yeah, sometimes we saw that that issues incidents um, uh, stayed under the radar a bit. And um, yeah. So uh, small issues under the radar. Uh, uh, it took some time uh, before action was taken, and um, in the end, uh, small incidents led to to bigger uh, impact, more impact. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it is important to uh, stay in close contact with your colleagues and uh, ask for help um, sooner than than uh, in a normal situation. Yeah, I think I can add something to that as well because um, you know it's it's maybe not so much the load itself that is uh, an, a real issue. It's more that the the margin for error is very small because, for instance, if you look at the the the, the warehouse, um, they are running at peak capacity right now. So when when something uh, wouldn't work, li uh, like orders not coming through or something like that. Uh, you have li little margin for error there, so you cannot wait for very long to to have the problem uh, repaired. Otherwise, you you cannot fulfill your promises to your co uh, customers. Yeah, exactly. And the warehouse working at peak capacity means that they basically can't cope with uh, yeah. If if orders aren't co coming in, that we can't basically handle that orders that day, so they're just wasted to some point. That's that's the impact, right? Yes, and and what what would normally be an, a possible action for that to prevent actually uh, missing the promises to customers is that uh, in the in the worst case you would update the sites or the products that you and notify the customers that orders will be de delivered uh, later, uh, so that you can still keep your promise. It's just that you you want to deliver it as as quick as possible, of course. So uh, everywhere we now we now say focus on on the customers, but we also see uh, 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 we are a platform, so we have sellers on on our platform as well. What do we see in in that area? Yeah. So what I uh, what I said already is that uh, the sellers are updating more often. They are uh, um, adding new assortments um, because people are requesting uh, customers are requesting other stuff than in a normal uh, situation. So um, uh, yeah, we, we see that they update more often, but also new a lot of new retailers are joining the platform. So also in that area, it's really important to uh, to be uh, reliable for the for the sellers as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and and meanwhile, we we also see that uh, new innovations are being released on the webshop and on the platform just because of this uh, this uh, coronavirus and the, the outbreak. Uh, can you explain some of those uh, those innovations, uh, Rob? 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't know the specifics of those innovations, but I I do know that that we kind of changed our strategy in in a sense that we we're not so much about um, making the largest profit possible from this. Of course, uh, these times are like 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 critical times. So we we well our company said we are going to give priority on things that are needed in this time. And I think that we are talking about some basic needs like diapers and everything, but also hand soap and, and all those basic things. Um, and we do see that uh, some, yeah, the systems aren't, aren't really at this moment built uh, all the way for that. So there are optimizations and innovations happening uh, right now to accommodate the new strategy. But that of course means that we are changing, uh, well, our, our programmers are changing the system and changes can lead to uh, less reliability. So we are kind of in this, um, uh, looking for a balance there on the innovation side and on the reliability side. Because normally during the, the peak season, uh, we try to avoid uh, making changes that are functional or we try to avoid unnecessary uh, or very important changes, unless they are very important. That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you, you want to be prepared before the season starts with, with your innovations and not do great uh, or huge innovations during the season. That's what you uh, what you say, yeah, of course. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and. Uh, um, yeah, two things are interesting because this is exactly the tension the tension we are talking about right on the one hand we we, we need to be reliable for our customers and our sellers but on the other hand we need to do the innovations needed for uh, uh, the, the measurements for corona but but besides that uh, the, the scrum teams uh, want to deliver their uh, regular innovations on the roadmap as well so that's that's exactly the tension we are talking about um yeah Hey Rob, you're moving towards the the setup of the site reliability engineering team. So maybe in 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 a few months we we can spend another podcast on site reliability engineering. But can you already share some examples on the sleaze and slows you you built in the past and and are using right now to to see some some issues in the reliability part? Yeah. So what you're saying is. Um um, yeah, at, at Ball.com we are doing site reliability engineering, but there are like smaller initiatives right now uh, that are happening in the warehousing part, that are happening in the webshop part. And some, so some teams are very advanced at this and uh, other, other teams can learn from that. And we kind of want to focus on that more um, widespread at Ball.com and uh, that's why uh, we created a new team, an SRE team centralized, which is going to help the rest of the company uh, development teams to uh, to set up SRE or set up SRE practices in their uh, environment. So if you're talking about uh, SLIs and SLOs, that what I've done in the past is for the warehouse for the warehouse management system, for instance, um, where it was uh, in some ways the visibility of problems were were a little bit hidden so for instance you could see that the system would would be um, starting to would start to overload but it would be hard to see whether or not there was actual impact at that moment so that makes it hard to make any decisions about what we 
how, what we should do, how serious is, is this problem. So that's where we started to implement uh, service level indicators um, on specific critical processes in the warehouse, for instance, the packing process. And uh, that allowed us to see the quality of uh, that process uh, in real time. So then you have a dashboard and you can basically say like, okay, at this moment, we have a real impact on the order flow, for instance, or the packaging flow. And that really helps us to, to see when, when there is an actual problem. That's just one example of uh, what can be done. Cool, and you explained in the preparation that you were investigating uh, an, an issue uh, that happened last week in this area and that you, based on the, 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 the dashboard you built, you also found out that there was another smaller issue popping up and you, and, and you avoided to become a bigger issue. So that was also one you explained, right? Yeah, that's right. That, that was actually something that triggered me because I saw some someone messaging uh, about uh, a problem that occurred with the picking uh, picking um, system. Uh, yeah, uh, the, um, with the warehouse picking, and so I was looking at it because this is where we have an SLI for. So I went to look at that uh, SLI and I saw that indeed the process was detected in the SLI as well. And then I just happened to look around as well in on the rest of the dashboard, and I saw a very minor uh, discrepancy in the SLI of the sorting uh, the sorter announcements, which are messages that are sent to the Postanel sorter machine in the warehouse. And it was not much; it's like 0.2% of the messages didn't came through. Uh, so I decided to poke some developer and look at it together. And then we found out that there were actually HTTP errors uh, with the REST calls uh, happening for a small, small portion of uh, of those requests. And uh, so, yeah, now now that is an issue. Uh, the team is investigating further what 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 uh, the the cause of that is. So that's a nice example of being able to see what you you can see with the SLIs. Yeah, so and that helps uh, reli yeah, focus on reliability in, in that area. So uh, yeah, hopefully we can do that for a lot more uh, areas and, and, and grow in that as well. Yeah, so interesting. So um, going back to the kind of season mindset we said, um, Michel, um, when we talk about season mindset, what, what aspects uh, do, we, uh, we, do we think of? What, uh, what should be in the, in the mindset? Yeah, well, uh, some examples is uh, uh, like if you're deploying, um, do that yeah wisely. So uh, don't deploy at five o'clock and uh, close your laptop. Uh, do that early in the day and and monitor uh, all your changes on on production closely. Um, also uh, on the lower environments, um, double check all your changes there. Uh, try to do as much as possible. Um, and yeah, if you're in doubt of your healthiness. Um, or if there's any impact, yes or no, then check with others, check with your team uh, or contact your uh, service delivery manager. So that's what we'd like to, and we'd like to create more awareness in the teams for, for this. And uh, I think that's um, even uh, at least as important as the, the technical preparation, the awareness in all the autonomous teams we uh, we have in uh, Bolt.com. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. Uh, 
this is this is for for bol.com uh, and we, we have those uh, over 100 autonomous teams working on in on all those different services i think in in total we have over 900 different services running um, but in yeah when it comes to to incident and incident management you see a more centralized need for for uh, this approach and i'm really curious outside bol.com how uh, how uh, listeners uh, perceive that in, in their organizations. So uh, yeah, if you have comments on that, please uh, shout out to us and uh, or yeah, let us know, comment to us and let us know. Um, looking at Peter Paul, uh, what do you think? Uh, what what kind of questions regarding? Yeah, what, what, I was, what I was pondering, it's a little of the topics that we have been uh, uh, talking about uh, the, the last uh, minutes. But um, in general, we really can see that the traffic on a, on a day basis has a certain pattern for our website. So there is a, a dip in visitors when people tend to have dinner in the evening, for example, and things like that, and lunch and uh, certain uh, television programs are broadcasted, stuff like that. Did that curve change over the last two weeks when, with people working from home? and maybe doing searches for products at different times. Do you have any insights in that? Uh, well, um, to be honest, I did not dive into that uh, very deep, but what we see is that the load is, yeah, what I said already, is more spread over the day and that mm -hmm. uh, the peak in the evening is not there anymore. Well, there is a peak, but it's not as big as in a normal situation. So uh, yeah, we see a huge difference there. So basically, we see more people buying stuff in the morning and less in the evening compared to regular weeks as we are uh, used to. But because that that's more flattening uh, the usage of our systems than creating a real peak, we can handle that easily. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Okay. So, for example, uh, the day before yesterday, the peak was not in the evening, but it was uh, after lunchtime. So yeah, that's completely different from from a normal day. Okay, but yeah, in, in general, it's easier for our systems to handle now. That's that's the also very high over conclusion that we can draw, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's cool. Uh, and Michel, another question from from this: uh, Have you compared to season? Uh, for the season, we uh, we already start in June with uh, with the preparations, and now actually we we uh, didn't really prepare for it. You you already said okay, uh, we uh, we had a season proof environment three months ago because it was season back then, uh, so we still have it. Um, but still, did did we encounter issues or or things we had to uh, overcome uh, in uh, in this? three weeks working from home? Um, I think from technical point of view, I think there are no uh, no no special issues or cases, but I think it's more in the way of working that we need to, to uh, we needed to adapt and we need to be more aware that we are not in close contact uh, in the office right now and we need to uh, reach out to others um, uh, yeah, sooner. So yeah. That's my main uh, main takeaway from uh, the last two weeks. Okay, so so they also basically also um, pointing out the operational part for the Scrum teams in general. You really want them to to check their uh, dashboards and their metrics and stuff like that to see how things are going. So um, 
Uh, we even advise them to yeah, spend a little more time in that, on that instead of on uh, innovation so that we can really keep our operation going, basically. Yeah, yeah, so it's always important, but in times like these, yeah, we, we need to pay more attention to that and uh, teams need to be aware. So, yeah, that's what we try to uh, to make clear to all the to all the teams and to ourselves, of course. Is, is there something, because what you also see in general is that, that the teams have a really good uh, insights in uh, being autonomous into what they are doing. But of course, all the services that they're responsible are interacting with, with other teams. Do you see additional difficulties because maybe the relations between the teams uh, aren't that well established yet in the working from home situation or? Uh, well, I think the, the, the issue is that teams maybe uh, uh, in a normal situation, they sit next to each other or, in, or on the same floor. And uh, right now uh, they need to contact uh, um, um, other teams via chat or mm -hmm. other uh, programs. And that's, yeah, kind of more, um, yeah, more difficult than uh, talking to someone on the same floor. So, yeah, yeah we see uh, we see that. Yeah. Uh, but when we have incidents on our website, we also tend to uh, create something like a war room. Uh, uh, and if if we're working from the office, we also do that in the office in a physical location. Uh, there, uh, that's not available right now. Are we really hindered by that not being available or? Yeah, well, of course, it's it's always better to uh, sit next to each other phys physically, but um, uh, fortunately, we do have the tools right now to uh, work together. Um, mm -hmm. and, and usually we um, create a, a chat room uh, dedicated for uh, for an incident so everyone can join and help out there. So, um, yeah, it's different, but it's it's workable. Okay, uh, but if you say workable, what I hear is from yeah, we can really work with it, it would be a little more efficient if we could be in the same room and we would still prefer that but this uh, hasn't really uh, really increased our uh, time to solve things basically um i think from the moment everyone uh, join joins uh, together in one room i think uh, from from that uh, moment i think the process is almost as good as uh, in mm -hmm. the physical room but we see the time before uh, um, joining all together, that takes a little bit more time uh, right now. So we try to minimize that uh, as much as possible. Yeah. And that's again also why we need alertness in the teams. So people checking their metrics, checking the chats, checking yeah. their team phones. Uh, if we can get this alertness a, a little up, then we can really reduce the, solve, the time to solve a problem. That's also what you're yeah. saying implicitly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very important to to ask for help as soon as possible if you see something uh, not normal. Yeah, okay. yeah, and every uh, team has of course an engineer on duty, and mm -hmm. I I kind of expect, and I, I I haven't seen any examples of the contrary, that they are responding on chat uh, requests as soon as possible, um, because in the chat room you usually have an EOD bot, which you can uh, mention, and then that should really uh, take care of it. And also don't forget that many um, many incidents also happen, or many incidents I'm talking about proportionally, uh, are happening in the evening or the night where you have the, exactly the same situation. So it's not like this situation is completely different uh, from, from normal. It's just that we have the same uh, as during the night. We have now during the day as well, I think. 
Yeah, so you're basically, a, yeah. Oh, you're, sorry. you're saying we're prepared. We have trained this. We've done this before. And in that sense, we're, we, we know how this works. Uh, only now we have to do it the whole day instead of just in the evenings and the night and at night, basically. That's what you're saying. Yeah, and I did see one example of, for, for instance, where uh, I got a page during the day and I asked uh, one team, uh, we have 100 teams, so it's okay. But uh, there was one team who said like, yeah, I just, we didn't have our phone, our EOD phone. And then I was thinking like, well, that's not an excuse. So so there there can be things like that, that, that teams, I think, need to be very careful with, like mm-hmm. just make sure that you do you do uh, have a, have your phone and that sort of base of yeah. basic things that you might forget, and also there are a lot of teams who who have their looking glass uh, open, uh, which is a, a page that shows all the current status uh, or actually the the criticals on a dashboard. Many teams have that uh, at their at their desk basically, and uh, I also have seen some some examples where they said like yeah normally we would have seen this. Uh, for instance, some odd graphs or something in in Grafana, we would have seen this on uh, our screen. But yeah, th- that is maybe also something that the EOD needs to do, is uh, have a look at the Grafana, or maybe he can have that screen open. Uh, if th- if that is something that can help, I mean. Yeah. So basically, you're stating that normally in all the physical location, these all these teams have like a big TV with uh, with their monitoring stuff and alerting stuff uh, on that, and maybe they don't have something like that yet in their home working space. Uh, but for the EOD, it's really important to have something like that. Yes, I I think that depends on the team. I mean, uh, I think a lot of teams have when you have monitoring uh, very well in place, you don't need to look all the time at the dashboard. That would be really stupid mm-hmm. but of course i would say like just take a look at least uh, once a day or something or just, just take <laughs> take a look especially after uh, what was already mentioned after a, a release you, yeah. you want to to keep track of uh, especially things like J- java metrics like garbage collections did something change uh because yeah maybe n- now everyone is living in their small bubble and maybe nobody else is noticing it either. So I think it's a responsibility for the, the engineer on duty that day to to uh, uh, to be aware of this. Hey, one uh, one question before we go to the closing round for you, uh, Rob, as well. You already said the AOD that hey, we have the AODs in the teams during office hours. You yourself, uh, you are an engineer on duty as well outside office hours. So that means you're on a night shift. What does it do this this period uh, uh, specifically as as a person when running such a such a shift? Yeah, I think that would be similar to uh, to the season. Um, for me, it's already always a little bit more um, gives me a little bit more pressure. If yeah, I mean you might you might have some little bit different way of treating it. Uh, of course, you you should take you should take every um, incident seriously, but if it's in the season and if it looks like something mundane or, or harmless, um, that then I think in, when you're in a season situation, you will probably look uh, thrice instead of twice, so to speak, um, and dig 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 further than than you would normally do if you are if you get paged or if you see something like like what I mentioned, like I looked at the 
the dashboard and I look at the, the rest of the things and even if it's a small small thing I might drill down more to, to take a look um, yeah I, th I think that is that is what makes it this difference yeah there's okay. more at stake yeah yeah exactly so okay thanks uh, yeah let's go to the closing round and I think Michel already shared a bit of his uh, most important takeaway but can you share it again yeah of course <laughs> Uh, yeah, so for me, the main takeaway is uh, the IT operation. That's the number one priority right now. Um, and, and stay in close contact with your team and don't hesitate to contact other people uh, to ask for help in case of uh, emergencies or incidents. That's my takeaway. Thanks, gentlemen, for your for your time to uh, to uh, to give you the insights in what is yeah does this uh, special period comes uh, uh, with and and yeah impacting our uh, ourselves to start with and then uh, yeah, what does it do with our systems uh, for our customers and sellers so it's I think really worthwhile sharing so thanks again uh. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode on our season load and how the consequences uh, are for our e-commerce uh, platform next up is the one on way of working it will be released in a few days thanks for listening to this episode if you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for TechLab and subscribe. Leave a 5-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn or mail techlab at ball.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun!